What's going on? Welcome to the final episode of season one. Ooh, you got yeah, me worried got there for you, a minute. Yeah, of what's your record? I'm Jake Mazon. You guys want to introduce yourself for once? I normally just, you want to say your names or should I just do it? You should do it. All right, I'm <laughs> sitting with here. Tradition. Yeah, tis the season for tradition with Tyler Penna and Grady Penna. Yo. Here at Penetration Studios. We didn't get that recorded, but now we did. So it's gone down in history. That is officially the name of your home. That is unofficially <laughs> the name that Jake made up five seconds ago. That's yep. right. All right. So what a year. Have they all been this year? Did we start last year? What a decade. Uh, Was this the end of last year? Has no, been, no. No. Was no. the beginning it's of the year? It's just been this year. Yeah. Okay. Well. As far as I know. Episode 15. We laughed. We cried. We, we fought. Died. We did almost die during the Joe Pass disaster of 2019, <laughs> as it will become known. Um, the Joe Pass yeah. disaster. Oh boy. Okay, anyway, but in yeah. The, pass. So, oh, the Joe Pass. Yeah. Get your head out of the Joe Past. All right. Anyway, so yeah, um, we started in February. FYI. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Not bad. So, so pretty much a full year. Pretty much. Yeah. We got. I mean, for a little bit, we were doing. Every two weeks, life gets a hold of you, and, uh, you know, With shit a happens. couple breaks in well, So we did at least once a month, though, because we started yes. in February and we're on 15, so that's, so that's math. a pretty good track record there. Yep, totally. I would say. Did a good job. Um, if, you know, hopefully pick up a few more sponsors. Crosley, we're out of money. <laughs> that's the end of the year. Need some new chairs. I need some back support. Grady had to start bringing his own chair over here. <laughs> yeah, because we don't even have one with back support in the in penetration studios. Just use it. Oh, Tyler has backs. I'm the only one who gets a <coughs> stool. That's fine. Barely, yeah. barely back support. Okay. Anyway, so the reason it's the end of season one is we're gonna usher in some changes for season two, which will kick off in January. Um, mainly being, and I think it starts today, that we are no longer going to play clips of the songs from the featured records because Grady has failed to find a way to get us onto Spotify. Incorrect, because no. y'all no. should listen to the damn playlists. I, That's why. You know what? I've been I've been working hard trying to find a loophole in copyright law mm -hmm. 50 to 60 but hours a week minimum he talked to a lawyer he talked i did actually talk to a lawyer he did and we he said it was probably that. fine his name was saul goodman no uh, he see yeah. he said it was fine and then i guess there's, <laughs> said, there's just an algorithm i guess we can't get around he said it was fine and it's just i think it's especially fine if you play shorter clips like we switch to but legally at the same it's time fine. spotify and sort of like itunes will literally not like, but did you get an official it's message not called back iTunes being like, anymore. I don't not, know where you've been. Apple. It's called Apple Music now. But did Forever. they send you something being like, yo, your file you tried to upload has copyrighted material in it or something? They did? The service that I was using to... What, Anchor? Yeah, to upload them basically said they were denied after trying multiple times. <sighs> it wouldn't say... Because there's, it said like, oh, it was denied, and here are the reasons it could have been, and it listed them all, and the only one that it that we don't have that it checked probably... off is that it has copyrighted material in it, even if it's technically not enough to really have a legal case against or whatever. That was really boring. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. So um, on to oh, brighter and better boy. news. 
Jake has a soda this time. I can't slurp it out of a straw. Yep, he blew it. It's okay, you made <laughs> it. Didn't even, think about that, did no. you? Even worse sound was slurping your straw. Slurping a straw. It's okay. I stopped tea, so I can I can do the sound. I had a Red Bull on the way over here too. All, All right. right. Well, let's. Anyway, so the, we're not going to be playing clips. Parts. I will be singing them a cappella. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> And just from memory, there go all our listeners. especially the albums that, that, you know, that are very new to me. So uh, I might be taking some liberties with some of the picks today. Um, so best of the decade. We each had to pick three records from the past almost 10 years. It's not Ooh. 10 years yet. Um, Look at all those hearts on the Instagram live. Are those thumbs up? Oh, wow. I bet they're all Daisy. <laughs> What's up, Daisy? How you doing? How many viewers um, we got? Um, I don't want to get my face that close. To the, I'll do it. <laughs> Let's check the viewers here. Oh, wow. Three million. Yes. Wow. Dude. I knew it. Nah, it's like fucking two. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy and Charlotte. What up? <laughs> All right. No, nah, but you know, it'll be it'll be better when we when we get those uh, ads going for... Uh, Stamps.com. Yep. Coming for you. Me undies. Um, for him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Me undies. Yeah. For That's hymns. a competitor of where I work, pal. We would not advertise there. Do you want to? <laughs> is your company going to sponsor us yeah, and get Tyler, me a new chair? On. Yeah. Yep. Come yep, on. Definitely. Brought to you by California Pizza Kitchen. Oh, God. I got served <laughs> an try ad for them our today. Gluten free. I can't believe Cal- that. Yeah, no, I know. I've literally been there maybe twice ever. That's how I felt before. I uh, I began working for them. Never. I been mean, there. technically, they would be a better sponsor than where I work. More lucrative, I feel like. Uh, Bigger audience. Gentlemen. That is, that is true. Are we getting off topic here a little bit? <laughs> well, the topic never happened. So let's get on the topic? topic. All right, so three records each from the decade, and the only minimal requirement is that one pick had to be from 2010, the way, way back, the beginning of this decade. Um, the year this was a Jake fun... and I graduated high school. We did, and Grady was like twelve. Um, Actually, geez. I was uh, a freshman in high school. Did you even know what music I was, was 15, then, Grady? Uh, barely. 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 Yeah. All right. Barely. So I was. This was a fun playlist for the most part. Few records that I hadn't listened to in a long time. Um, definitely hard to pick three. It was hard enough. I I did fifty. I, I think for I like you did my 50? my approach was just I didn't want to think about it. I picked three albums that I really loved from the decade, and I was just like, hey, these uh, these aren't necessarily my top three. Yeah, they're just albums I love. That's and they came out in the decade, and they're very they have some variance. Yeah, that's kind of what I went for too. Like I tried to pick like a good span of years. Like I tried not to pick them all from like the beginning. I tried yeah. to like go into the middle right. years of the I, decade, but Grady like gave me shit. He's like, "Oh, I can't believe you didn't pick Bon Iver's self-titled album." No, I almost I, did. And I, I was just well, saying, I'm like, "Well, did. there's so many in this decade Dude, to pick it from." Hard. It's like That's picking hard. three is kind of like, well, like. So these yeah. aren't my top three for. I did top fifty for Merry Go Round magazine, and these aren't my one, two, three. They're just the ones yeah. that like stood out. My number one of the decade is on there. Actually, um, I kind of went with the three that. I feel like I put the most listening time into over the decade. Did you get your data from Spotify? Did they tell you no, that you well, listen to these records? No, because no, I've only had Spotify since late 2017, so it only has like two solid years of my I data. Also, That's why they won't sponsor us. I also us. don't but, use Spotify as my primary Yeah, I don't either. I mean, listening. I switch back and forth between them and like Apple Music, but um, but I feel like these three that I picked are just like 
three that I go back to a lot, three that I've listened to a lot, or like, or some of them were like the most influential of the decade for me. Okay. Like one one of them definitely. I was, was just but. saying to you that I was surprised no one here picked the self-titled Bon Iver album because I agree. We've yeah, all talked about how we be liked here. it before. I, I mean, that is an amazing it. album. I but. thought about it, but a lot of things when it, it's not just like the album itself. I would say I guess like experiences. For me personally, like with the artists, like over the past decade, they were all in my top 50, but ones that like stood out. And a lot of that has to be like bands that I saw live or that meant a lot to me that like accentuated the albums that they yeah. put out. Out right, of so, the three that I picked, I only saw one of these bands live. Well, why don't we go go through them? So Should we it, start well, in 2010 from the beginning? Yeah, well, let's, let's do should, each 2010 oh, one. And then, okay. and then. Cool. Maybe Tyler can do his, and then I'll do mine, and then Jake will do his, since it's just Ooh, the order of the playlist. The order. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Why are we getting all these hearts and thumbs and nobody's watching it? I don't know. I think it's just all Daisy. She's or button all Grady. Oh, is Grady <laughs> over Gr- Grady's our second viewer. Grady, is your, is your camera? Me? Make sure you log in so we get an extra viewer. Ooh, actually, I should like, log in. Yeah, bump the stats. Turn the mic down. All right, bump the 2010. Uh, so same order? We go in Tyler's 2010? Yeah, yeah why not? Sure. All right. Which one was yours? Yours uh, was Clinging to a Scheme. Yeah, right? so mine was by a band called The Radio Department. The album is called Clinging to a Scheme. Um, yeah, I don't know. This one This one actually Grady gave me shit for not picking it, and I was like, oh, I should pick well, that. Well, originally you picked Broken Bells. I was, which, I was glad they were gone. I was I like, you know, that album's like, Get James fine. Mercer so, off this okay, fucking playlist. does not scream best of yo, yo, yo. 2000, of the 2010s, here's why I picked, though. Here's why I picked Broken Bells at first. When that album came out, I was young, younger. I feel like my taste has changed a bit. But that album, I had a lot of listening time into that album. I mean, I'm going to be real. Yeah, I, I mean, to I did too back when I was in. But what Grady pointed out is that since grade. then, I haven't put a lot of time into it. So yeah. that's why it came off. Radio Department came on because this is still an album I go back to today. Um, I don't know if it's their best album, but I really like it. It's oh, it's definitely, definitely my, their best it's album. It's debatable. Their first, I mean, their first album I like is, Pet Grief a lot as well. Really? That's yeah. I think that's their worst album. I actually like sure. that one a lot. I don't um, dislike it, but... It's like different. It's kind of got a different like sampling aesthetic to it and like different features, but whatever. But yeah, this album's really good. It has a lot of like the jams on it. Um, All right, here I'll sing I like the their, new album, their newest boop, album boop, too. Boop, 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 boop. When I look at you, boop, okay, boop, 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 okay, we're not we're not doing that that's, for every that's pick. What we're please, doing. Please, yeah. please, dear the God, no. Bogus <laughs> capitalist process that is destroying youth culture. Do do do. Okay, I'll allow it for one. So you've used up your one acapella moment. It's iconic. That that part is iconic. No, it is. That song is just great. It's really good. I saw them. On this tour, they played Coachella that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in one of the tents uh, during the daytime, and and they were great. Um, but I did I did make a point or whatever. Like I haven't listened to this album in a long time, and I don't think it ended up on my um, my top fifty for the list or whatever. And it was one of those things like going into. Remember a couple weeks ago when I told you about that idea about like starting an Instagram thing or whatever, like bands you thought were good in high school. Yeah. I was worried that this might fall into it because mm-hmm. I haven't put a lot of time. I remember listening to the album that came after this, whatever, and being like, oh. It's not as that's, good. It's not as good or whatever, yeah. and I hadn't listened to it Still for good. a long time. I was just like, I can't remember if any song besides Heaven on Fire is good. Um, They're all good in very it's in re- different ways, too. It's really good. 
I would say that a lot of the, it has a tendency to blend together a lot of the songs, and I think it's because of the drum machine that they use and the effect on the vocals. It's got this weird, like, low-fi... Like, it's not quite a like megaphone. Like a Beach House like, thing? Yeah, and Beach House would fall well, into that, too, which is an album well, I had not listened to, me, to So it's interesting, because Beach House and them, to me, I, I kind of agree with you, but I kind of disagree, because I feel like Beach House and Radio Department are two bands where they have, like, such an established sound that they just, like, execute yeah. every single time. But they also can like reinvent themselves enough for it to remain interesting album to album. Well, that's a trend. I would say Beach House more than Radio. I think that's I a trend. Radio Department's newest album was definitely different enough for me to be like, all right, like I can get into this in a different way than the previous stuff. But. I mean, that's a trend with probably most of the best bands from the decade is they were relatively new and they honed in on a sound, whether it was through their production style or just their songwriting in general. And they they sort of crystallized it and made it very recognizable. So like Beach House, they're very recognizable, even though at its core, it's like, what is it? It's like kind of like generic dream pop, but they do mm-hmm. it so well and to such a specific like end that it's very recognizable and it's really good. And the same is kind of true with this band. You know, they have that weird like blend of production that's like somewhere in between lo-fi and hi-fi and they know how to tinker it just right to make it very idiosyncratic yeah it's true are you trying to show me something no i'm just noticing how annoying it is for the people on instagram live that they have to turn their phone sideways oh well it's the only (laughs) way we're all gonna fit in it Um, no i know i know anyway i realize that this album's really good this was like one of my like go-to albums in high school especially like my junior and senior year i would listen to this a lot like on the bus heading to school on the train heading home from school mm-hmm. did you it's take the bus games. from the train station is that when you were on a bus <laughs> yep that's yeah, okay. when i was, I was trying to be like when did you ride the bus it Great. went car <laughs> car train bus school i believe you're and thinking of planes trains and automobiles is the name of you're that. right yeah that's it that, that is what i'm thinking all right radio div- are they where are they they Swedish? They are Swedish. Yep. Yeah, I'm from and Sweden, yeah. the reason why this album, the, the gap between this album and their last one, which was in 2016, was so large is because they had a falling out with their record label and had to Labrador. basically sue the record label. Yeah, because so it was through like, this whole uh, legal oh, process. Yeah. 2010, yeah. and then the next one came out in 2016. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I'm hoping it won't take as long, but it's been Wait, did they have a record years. come out this year? No. No. Okay, Oh, uh, maybe it's coming. Out, it's, there's them. there's a list. Well, it's, it's coming out. I think it comes out early next year. It's called like, I don't need love. I have my band or something. When I was looking on Wikipedia, and I was oh. like, that is a shitty album title. I'm not excited. I don't think that was an an album. I think it was some other. Oh no, that was a compilation. Uh, album sounds like a compilation that they have already released of the three EPs they released in between their second or their first album and their and clinging to a scheme okay i believe and i believe i downloaded it legally of course because that's how we do it all right so radio department that was 2010 for you yeah yeah what a a year what a year okay my pick next yep okay we can't take that long on every pick by the way because we got nine okay i know uh (laughs) my pick was the album Teen Dream by none you other than Beach House, who we were talking about a little bit earlier. Like That's right. I forgot you put that on here. Um, and Tyler, 
thought this album came out in 2009, and it actually came out in January of 2010. Official release. Officially. Oh, but I had it in 2009, I feel like, because it leaked or something. Leaky leaked. So this is right right at the beginning of 2010, right at the start of the decade. Um, Did Pitchfork and I, say it was the best album in January? I don't know. Uh, nope, only no. for Animal Collective. Yeah, that's so fucking stupid. Um, so I chose this one because I, I was thinking about choosing a Beach House, like one of the other Beach House albums, probably their, the one after this. Is that Bloom? Bloom. Yeah. That because was... I think... Mm. I still like this one better. From like a... In terms of like their vision and what they were going for, I think Bloom is more successful in that sense. Like it's bigger, it has more diverse sounds, the songwriting is more a little bit more interesting. But I think this album is really where they found their sound. And where they like honed in on it, like I was what talking album about number earlier. is this in their discography? I think it's three. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, there's like devotion. Oh, there's, there's one before okay. this with like the pie self titled. Self titled yeah. is their Devotion's first one, good. and then devotion, and then this one. So yeah. devotion, they were like kind of getting there. I for like me. devotion actually. I I like it, but it's not one I go back to. I often. like this one more than it. But. Yeah, this is the first one where she really. Victoria Legrander, however you say her last name, but this is where the one where she really like started getting deep into the songwriting aspect because the songwriting on Teen Dream I think is probably their strongest overall throughout their albums, where like the songs are really uh, they have a, a real sense of emotion to them and the the melodies at their cores are very strong as well. Uh, so that's why I chose this one because I still go back to this one and Bloom pretty frequently. Why are you staring at the camera, dude? Because you gotta pretend heart... like it's not there. No, it's You guys I'm need to stop referencing the live stream, which most <laughs> listeners are not even gonna know what is happening. That's fine. Well, We're live time, streaming it. Now you next know what's time happening. They can join into yeah. the live stream. Yeah. Anyway. There's no announcement. All right, yeah, I've never been that big of a Beach House fan. In fact, I remember whatever year Bloom came out, I think Max, Max and Chelsea like went in on a joint gift for me and got me Bloom on vinyl and gave it to me. But like we met up at a bowling alley and I got it. I'm like, great. Like I don't listen. No, yeah, it's cool. But I'm like, I didn't listen to them. I definitely didn't listen to this album when it came out. Um, It's just weird that you bring up like this is the album. um, You used like the word like emotional, like with the songwriting, and I just think it's so mellow and monotone like that there's not a lot of emotion especially like in the vocal delivery what like about the music like, what? is super cool what about in real love and it's JK? just like it's really mellow like down tempo like chill dreamy pop or whatever. yeah isn't i mean this that's the one the that uh genre no yeah i know but it's like that there's never it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of like dynamic in terms of like i'm building up to something like a release just kind of like oh, i would get stoned and listen to this mm. and isn't this the one uh What's Silver Soul that Kendrick yeah, samples on Money it. Trees? Yeah, yeah. Yep. so that's yeah, yeah. cool. Which we'll talk about Kendrick later, I guess, because he's on here too. Shh. Oh, the big reveal is ruined. God damn it! All right. Well, what? So I'll go through the other picks that I made then. Uh, wait, excuse me, you... sir. 2010 is not done. Oh right. There. And also, Jake's what, pick. Wait, what did I'm... you think about this album? You didn't say anything. Yeah, I did. What'd you say? I said he I said like this album a lot. The other and we already talked about them when we were talking <laughs> about like Radio Department. I like Devotion. No, I think, okay, if, in terms of their catalog, I would put this one definitely in my number one spot for them, for sure. Like, Night and Day, Above Bloom, and their newer really? stuff. Yeah, I, I think this it's to me above is like most of their other stuff. But, it's but that's purely for like, like nostalgia. For that's purely for nostalgia. Like, this album yeah, I, it happened risky. in a time of my life where it's like impactful good memories i feel that too like i i don't know i mean like 
the to year just our say hot that it's picture was taken. It was just like, <laughs> you know, I was actually thinking about getting you a mug with that picture on it for Christmas, just oh, like as a I joke. I would love that. You know, <laughs> Are you but I was me? like, I can't, I can't play into it. Uh, I mean, every album. So can I just say that every album I chose for this playlist, to me, came at a very like impactful time in my life. So these were albums I was listening to when I was going through like life changes, like significant ones, like puberty. So this is I mean like 2010, like dude. I was like straight up hitting hard puberty then, yeah. like what 14, 15. Like that's like kind of the middle tail end of it. Yeah, that fucking probably sucked. I was probably pissed all the time. Unless you're like me, where I hit puberty and then, at age nine. Dirty projectors. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet, but that's my other pick. Swing Low Magellan. That was 2012. That was when I was like end of my i think it was like right after my junior year so i was gonna be a senior so that was like a pretty critical moment when you realize everything in my goes life downhill. and i was like whoa th- like <laughs> everything's <swear>. changing <laughs> and then my last pick was frank ocean blonde which was like right in the middle of my college phase i guess so and you're gonna go through all your picks right now that was also a critical moment for my life for very personal reasons but anyway i just wanted to say that you know as a disclaimer from the start wait so puberty isn't a personal reason Everything I mean, that happened to your is. body was natural, Grady. <laughs> a very, you don't need to be ashamed about it. A very personal it. reason. I'm pretty sure people could puberty. tell I was going through puberty is what I'm saying. <laughs> got it, got That's it. That's when you stopped being Secret young, Grady, personal and reasons. Grady. So, so my voice went from... Young, Grady being... Anyway. Guys. Yep, that was oh, exactly I how I I missed that, you. Grady. <laughs> um, okay, Jake, what was your 2010 pick? My 2010 pick was what was supposed to be the final album from LCD Sound System, this is happening because they announced that they were going to break up when they put that album out. Oh, um, what a smart PR stunt. One of the first of the two controversial picks on this playlist, as far as I know. Well, as far as I know. There's nothing controversial here <clears throat> because I'll just set the record straight because I knew going into it picking this, um, I guess backstory on it is like, I wasn't even into them when this album came out, and they were playing Coachella when they put this, and everybody in high school was like, oh, you gotta go watch LCD Sound System. And I went to go check them out, and James Murphy got really drunk, and he was upset that the album had leaked early, and was up there ranting on stage about blah blah blah, the internet is killing music, blah blah blah, and I'm like, who is this guy with gray hair who's yelling at me about the internet, I'm gonna walk away. Yeah, and then they broke up, (laughs) and then I heard Sound of Silver... And then went and listened to this album. I'm like, oh, I fucked up. This band is incredible. Yeah, Sound now, of Silver is much better than this album. Okay, I, I was told blah, blah, blah. to get okay, into so, Sound of Silver. Okay. Here's the thing. And I actually do kind of like that. Album. I knew going into this that Tyler did not like LCD Sound System. And then Grady chimed in and said, and I quote, this band is trash. Now, okay, I was being dramatic. I was being dramatic. Here's the thing, dear listeners, that you got to know about... Tyler and Grady. Oh boy. They hate having fun. <laughs> I've known Tyler for 10 years and I've seen him dance one time and it was at his wedding. That is true. It's the only time he okay. ever danced. I like having and fun. And Grady. Tyler doesn't like having fun. Grady also, I don't know what Grady does in his room. Maybe he dances. I doubt I it. I dance. They're, sometimes. they're great people. If you have a party at your house, and your can opener breaks and you need someone to open a can of beans for you, Tyler's your guy. Hello. If you meet. Some crazy Germans that offer you Molly in the street and want to take you to an underground disco where they're playing LCD, you probably want to call somebody else. Absolutely. But that's okay. That's all right. Maybe I Jake. was not. Yeah, you want to call me. You'd want to call me. Would um, you, though? 
I don't know. It depends how hard you want it. I'm, you know, I'm getting. No, I, I would still go dance. Maybe not take the the drugs from strange German people anymore. But at the time when this album came yeah. out, I definitely would have. Jake, but just, not all of us qualify fun as taking drugs from strange German people. Never I'm done it. Never done music. it. I'm just saying that oh, I'm opening to it. Kidding. Nah, they're just they're kidding. good. I'm saying besides David Bowie on this playlist. They're the only other artist who has any chance of selling out Madison Square Garden for more than one night in a row, oh, which they fair. did for this album. That's fair, but um, I didn't know that was a requirement But here. basically, yeah, so it's a fun album, and when they came back in this decade, which was, what, 2016 when they came back together, I've, just, I've seen them three times since they got back together with a lot of friends, and their live show is just a really, really fun dance party. And I think if you see them live and you see them do all the electronic parts that sound programmed on the album and they actually do it live they're incredible to me they're like a modern like new order that like perfectly balances like the rock element of having like live guitar bass and drums but throwing in like live oscillators or like keyboards and different things or live like sequencing or whatever with the board and stuff um the number one complaint I've heard against them is that people just like don't like James Murphy. I think he's fucking cool and when I'm that yeah. old I hope that I'm still like that kind of into it and like I don't know, confident in myself. And this isn't their best album for sure, but I just remember at the beginning of the decade, like knowing they were gone and then getting to this album being like, oh, fuck, I'll never get to see this band because they just broke up. But then I did get to see them, and every time I've seen them, I've had a wonderful time. Except with wonderful the first people. time where you walked away. Well, that, yeah, just that first time. But <laughs> yeah. no, every other time so is really good. I, I was being overdramatic earlier. I don't actually think this band is like trash. Thank like, you, I wouldn't Brady. say this band fucking sucks. But I just like, <laughs> I've tried to get into that multiple times. I kind of got into Sound of Silver like way back in the day, like 2009 probably. Um, and like, I kind of got into it, but when he went more for this sound, where it was like more like dancey. I don't know, just like the dancier songs on this, I find kind of annoying, like almost irritating. Like to what? Me. What's what's dancier? Oh man, like there's home. Some, um, there's some rough. Home ones on is here. really good. Which pow one? pow or pew pew, whatever that yeah. song is called. Pow pow. That song sucks. Drunk girls did not. Drunk girls is terrible. Terrible. Dance yourself clean. The drop live on that. Even when the Muppets are dance yourself clean is okay. Drunk girls. Drunk girls is is bad. Pow pow is poo poo. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler made a funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, those ones is when he loses me. I don't think he's you know like I don't think it's terrible. I just think Sound of Silver is much more consistent. Like that didn't come out this decade. I understand that. Anyway, it's, yeah, I get it, but I agree with, I'm pretty much fully in agreement with Grady on this, on his comments. So this I don't band think is any, trash. No, not that comment. <laughs> not that comment. Do you want to have a his, dance party? His rebuttal. Well, I was considering Jake. picking an LCD sound system band for that, the episode where we chose the ones that people like that we don't get. Yeah, but I, I knew Jake yeah. liked them, so I was like, well, I, well, I wouldn't let definitely me just say, lose. I so put instead, this you chose another Grammy-nominated <laughs> album that everybody yeah, likes and let did me really just well say, on the charts. Let me just say, right. I put this on at work. I put the playlist on at work because I had to listen to this album again. This was the only one on the playlist where I was like, oh, I'm like not super familiar because it's been a long time, so i got to re-listen. I put it on at work, and everyone was super stoked. They're like, who put this on? This is great. This is good vibes. And I'm just like, fuck well, this. Well, let's have fun. And Tyler's like, <laughs> fuck, fuck, I quit. <laughs> no, and I'm just like, damn it. Now, every time I want to hear something 
good, I can't put it on. I'll just have to put on a band I don't like, and everyone will be like, yeah, this is great. You're the musical Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, dude, people yeah. at work hate my taste in music. I never I never put it's, anything it's on. It's so shallow and pedantic. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's more like Indeed. kraut rock and weird metal. Oh, yeah, because you're oh, playing yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. craft work all the time at work. Not I craft The Autobahn. No, like today I played King Crimson and immediately it was like vetoed. You know what, what band, is this shit? You know what band I listened to for the first time today? Van Halen? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Van Halen? <laughs> the Beatles. No, no. Billy, Billy's fine, so she doesn't have to fucking know... Van I know. Did you see Eddie Van Halen's son came out and said like, "Yo, don't give her shit because she was yeah, just she's like, like 17. It's like, dude, why would she know who Van Halen is? I did when I was seventeen. Van True. Halen wasn't even like that notable. Okay, what band me. did you listen to? In today? terms of okay, unless you're in that scene or you're old, like uh, okay, for instance, if you ask anyone like above the age of ten who the Beatles are, they're gonna know who they are, right? These days, I don't know. I don't know. That's I don't true. know if I could back that up. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But no, I get, I get what you're saying. I'm not saying like they weren't influential or anything. I'm just saying like, you, you know, they weren't as like yeah, a, of a household name. Van Halen as like yeah. I don't know. That's pretty Dude, like they household. Kind of, they were well, kind of a big deal. You guys are both musicians. Nah, I don't know the Tyler like, hates Van Halen. Dude, he knows who Van all Halen the like is. all the topical jokes about Van Halen. All the like. The way they're in, engraved into like social the commentary. way electric guitar is played forever and all time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that kind of thing. What were we talking about before Van Halen? What band you listened to today for the first time? Oh yes, thank you. Yeah, uh, I kept asking uh, you that, yeah, and wow. you kept going off topic. <laughs> that band you gave us shit that for. That band One Hundred Gex. Never heard of it. I don't even know who the fuck that is, Greg. dude. Okay, <laughs> moving on. No sound, one knows. They're really hard to listen to. <laughs> 100 gecks. It's like crazy. Sponsored it's like by Geico. If really you listen aggressive. to them, you may lose 100 gecks. Those <laughs> are brain cells. Kind of space currency. It's All right. like, I don't even know how to describe it. So that's it, but 2010. That was, yeah, that was a long time ago. All right, let's move on to Tyler's second a, man. Because Grady already gave all his picks away. Well, you, oh, were, my you, God. Were, on, you were on the roof. What happened to you that? should be listening to the playlist before you freaking wa- listen to You should. To no, I'm just kidding. You You're should. Like, Gentlemen, can we stay on topic? <laughs> Gentlemen. Okay, well, you guys were talking about, like, CPK and... I'm sorry stuff. that we're trying to get new sponsors. <laughs> like I know you have a chair with back support over there. It oh, must be God. real nice. All right, all I'm right. I'm over here getting scoliosis. <laughs> The other picks that I had was were. so were the was. Other pick <laughs> was 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 dear lord <laughs> if if my picks don't have bad grammar I gotta have bad grammar so Jake gets all mad right yeah yep. I'm fine just as long as the artists and album titles all right so I'll just go in the order the playlist has so my other picks were Big Thief album called Masterpiece and then is that that their first one I think so yeah and then Destroyer. Uh, album called Kaput. Kaput. Um, All right, so my question Kaput. is, as someone who is a recent Big Thief convert... Yes. Uh-huh. Um, oh, you're a convert, uh-huh. huh? I would Continue. say, yeah, because okay. I saw them. They were great. I love the new album. And Which I love new album? They released two Two Hands, year. the newest album. Okay. Yeah, um, the newest And then I went backwards, great. and I would say... With the exception, like, there are a few standout tracks on the older ones or whatever, but if I were to gonna pick which albums as a whole i like the best mm-hmm. i probably like them the best in reverse order 
Like okay. going like two hands and then UFOF and then going backwards. So why did you pick this one? Okay, so this Can is, I just say this that this is, is my least first. favorite? Real, this okay. is my least favorite of theirs. I, I don't think they have a bad album. No, they're great. But this is What do you think of Capacity then? Capacity is tied with me for second. Which one is Cattails on? Wait, that's what's... on UFOF. Okay. Yeah, that's on yeah, UFOF. The recent shit. I'm into that. But... Yeah, the recent shit's great. Um, I picked this one because so whenever someone tells me to go listen to a band, I always start with their first album. Usually, um, not always, but usually. And so when I was told to listen to this band, I can't remember who it was. Probably um, me. It could have been Grady. It might have been like... You know how many times my friends have been like, hey, you guys should listen to this band. And then like two years later, they'll like, be like, hey, you should band. listen to this band yeah. I found. Mm. And I'm like, like God uh, fucking damn it. Okay, well, I, I usually don't say band I found, but because I'm pretty bad at finding new bands. You but, are really bad at it. Yeah. This band I invented. But, uh, don't put it on your resume. When I, put, when I started listening to Big Thief, this was their first album, so this is what I started with. And I just feel like Jake kind of has a point. Like, this has some standout tracks. Um, Definitely. Which like I really like. The title like. track I mean, is incredible. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. title track's Paul, good. Paul Paul's is good. good Vegas is good. Real Love. Um, Real Love's really Lorraine good. Lorraine is good. Velvet I mean, like, Ring. The songs I mean, that's, are all that's good. kind of the problem is that, like, the more I go through, I'm like, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, they're good. To me, though, I think I picked this because, one, it's, to me, is kind of definitive of their sound and the way they kind of started like to me they're this is the most like straightforward kind of like rock if you will and i think like their newer stuff is a little more experimental and a little bit more like modern sounding whereas this to me is like super straightforward like here we are raw production yeah raw it's like raw like here we are we're this band like this is what we do there's no like bells and whistles it's just like straight up which i appreciate I mean, if you guys know me, like, that's kind of how I write music a little bit. So it's, like, it's cool to see a band do that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I it's hard for me. They have four albums, yeah? Mm-hmm. And all four of them are, like, so great. Pretty good. So, yeah. I, I mean, and all four of them came out in this decade. So I was, like, I mean, I could have picked ufof or two hands or capacity or yeah. this like i literally just put this on because like it had some cool standouts that we're not super burnt out on listening to because the new ones are like yeah. so for me like so fresh That's fine. i mean if this is your favorite one oh there's like no pick I, it like it's I, I your mean, choice i, I don't I, know they're a great it's band so it's hard it's to like... say i can, this is definitely up there but two hands is probably tied i don't know to it's me to, to me they're just so consistent that it's like yeah you know, this is my personal least favorite, but I I can understand why it's your favorite. Yeah, their their albums are different. They have different qualities to them that where they have that the points are strong. I think. I think this one sense. has tracks that I like find get stuck in my head or like, that I like sing along with the most. Also, yeah, but probably because it's the second thing. I was probably because it's their most straightforward, like yeah, indie totally. folk rock album. I would say yeah, totally. Um, and then oh, go ahead. So I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I got into Big Thief on their second album, Capacity, uh, and then this year they we released the two capacity. albums. They released the two albums, and I loved UFOF. It's one of my top five of this year, if not top like two, honestly. And then I also loved um, Two Hands, which is their other one they released here. Both very good, different feels. Two uh, Two Hands is like much more of a live in the moment feel, yeah. and and UFOF is much more of yeah, like a studio-driven What kind, of, what kind of feel does Two Hands have? 
What do you feel with two hands? Alive in the moment. <laughs> Is there a joke coming? Two hands feeling. No, you know. Just it's trying to make a sex joke. That's a stretch. <laughs> that's a stretch, Jake. <laughs> yeah, reaching. Oh, I'm reaching, reaching with two hands. hands. <laughs> there it is. Hey, got it. Hey! We made yep. the connection. All right. We got it. We did it. Um, but yeah, I think I'm, so, I wouldn't say I'm a convert like you, Jake, because it's not as recent, but like I totally skipped over Masterpiece and then had to come back to it only this mm. year recently when I got into them. But Maybe that's the difference because I started with it. Could be, yeah. yeah. But now, honestly, I'm convinced they're like, at least Adrian Lenker is one of the best songwriters of like this decade for sure. Bold, especially show. in indie rock like you, she you agree with that beautiful Jake? songs oh, i think she's great her know, lyrics are that's super, a bold statement. super interesting to me well i think the her list would be as singing. big i mean i agree with like for a well, whole decade but... i mean definitely i mean i would say hey you know frank ocean put out two albums in 10 years and this he didn't put out two albums he put out three out al- three albums in like a mixtape dude isn't it channel orange and blonde and uh what you might call the uh it's not on F- spot all i'm saying all i'm saying called? is big thief put out not two sure. albums in one year and they're both really good yeah but i feel like that was like an a side b side type situation like they must have written those songs together at the mm, same time we who who's to say well not i i don't, don't want to they go literally projecting. came out like a month apart no they didn't i think they did a couple months apart. Were those months apart? They were a couple months apart. Yeah, a couple months apart, dude. It was like really close. So, Frank Ocean. Well, let's let's wait. I was just trying to get. Just to that, answer your question but... real quick, Frank Ocean has, uh, Channel Orange. Yep. Blonde. Yep. Endless. What's that? And when did that Nostalgia come out? Ultra, which I believe That's was a, a mixtape, but it's album length. It's 42 minutes, don't so count. I'm counting as an no, album. It's a mixtape, dog. Same fucking They're thing. Different things. They're... Endless came out a week before uh, Blonde, and it was a, like a, a contractual obligation to his record label before he left. So he released that in an unmastered, like not finally mixed state. And it was kind of glossed over because it sounded kind of bad for a Frank Ocean album. That sounds and then a like week Frank later, Ocean, he yeah. released Blonde, and people fucking <laughs> loved it. And so everyone forgot yeah. about Endless. But last year, I believe, I think it was last year, he re-released Endless and mastered it and like brought the sound quality up. And that album was really good now. Well, and it's I not went on back Spotify, so I can confirm or deny Okay, that. so the, the Big Thief albums this year came out four months apart. But I feel like the reason I'm thinking they were sooner is because, like, one of them leaked earlier or some shit. But, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Anyway. Fact check. Anyway, fact they check. put out two fantastic albums check. within four months, which is really fucking they impressive. sure yeah, did. For sure. All right, next, Kaput. Are we going to talk about that at all? Kaput. I mean, we can just we should breeze over that. I uh, think. All it's... right, let's talk about Kaput. It's fucking it's awesome. Really, <laughs> yeah. just we can amazing. breeze over it by yeah. saying it's uh, fucking. It's we all we're all in consensus there. It's yeah. a fucking perfect. I think album, we all saw much. them on that tour. Yeah, uh, we each got a set list. Yeah, I, I still. Um, oh, Grady, I know. blowing it. Oh, I, I still oh. have my set list from that tour. I do too. I, I went wish with, I, I went with Noah. Dan Behar is one of my favorite lyricists. Yeah. Um, super weird lyricist of all time he's he's great he's witty the wordplay uh the he's he's just awesome he's super cool some of it um, makes zero sense i was gonna say because i just listened to this album um recently i have it on vinyl i put it on mm. i think i was pl- i started in the morning playing it for daisy and then she went home and i finished it and i was gonna say 
some of this album is filler, but I guess on no. the vinyl version, side three oh. is like extra music. I think it's just an all instrumental side that like leads into Bay of Pigs. Okay, yeah, that's and not, then oh. when I went and looked on Spotify, it's not on that's now. not there because I was kind of like, yeah. these are kind of cool vibes, but it like kills the fucking flow. <laughs> I know and then what when you're I talking to about. Bay of Pigs is like there's Bay of Pigs is a lot. No, there's yeah. an extended version of Bay of Pigs that's like 30 minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. each of those like so on vinyl, like each of them noise. have yeah, they have different titles or like small little movements or whatever. But as is the standard version, is great. Um, I think this is the last really, really good Destroyer record, and it's like, I think since then he hasn't tried to copy the sound, but he's definitely gone for this thing where this... it's like, I'm going to pick an era or a vibe, and I'm going to have a whole album that does that, where like, Poison yeah. Season was like that, Ken kind of went back to like more 80s synth, like, I don't really yeah. know how to describe, like, what, like, this is, this album is almost like adult contemporary, Oh, this what? is yacht, yacht rock. rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you okay? It's yeah, a, it's yeah, yeah. sophisticated. Yeah, is what the genre is. What was the sort what of. was the um, we talked about it briefly. What was on the genre episode. that that Spotify thing kept pulling up for you and me, Grady? It was like really weird. Something pop, chamber pop. Chamber pop. Like what That's would you more, say is chamber pop? Uh, like people certain, are fucking hitting me up about that shit. They're like, what the hell is chamber pop? Like, uh, why are I you listening to it? Certain dirty projector songs could be considered chamber okay, pop. Okay. Okay. It's like is it a pop, vocal thing? No, it's more of a using chamber music like so lots of like Strings. string music, so mm-hmm. like violins, cellos, stuff like that. Um using them in very kind of like grandiose ways but still in the structure of a pop song, not like classical music yeah, yeah. obviously. So like Andrew Bird? Yeah, you know? he yeah. Eh, kind of earlier. Andrew, I'm just wondering yeah. what like Spotify considers chamber pop because it was like I my don't know. Third most listened to Pull genre up, dude, or some find shit. A, find a playlist that's called "This Is Chamber um, Pop" and right, see who's well, on. But yeah, no, that's K- gonna Kaput, be distracting. Kaput's an amazing album. Um, they got a I've new one coming out. I listen to that frequently still. All the time. Every song is good. Like put on any song and it's great. Who knew? Um, so many like catchy one lines, one liners in that. Just great melodies, amazing production. All the I the one thing I think you're kind of right that this was the last S tier. Yeah. Destroyer album. Like since then, all his albums have been good and to varying degrees. Yeah. But they haven't reached as high as this album. Wait, well, what I think tier the only S tier. Oh, the S-tier. only one that I think comes I close S-tier. to this is Rubies for me. Oh, I like Rubies a lot too. I put Rubies in probably the same. Dude, Street, I like Street, Street Hawk Hawks a lot my, too, though. My favorite. Street Hawks oh, A tier wow. for me. I, I think Kaput is still my favorite, but Rubies and Street Hawk are like a close, close second to that. Yeah, no, they're all they're all fucking great. But anyway, um, I was telling Tyler about this album. I'm like, I really wish more people would just like fucking rip him off and make an album that sounds just like this, <laughs> just go, so I can go, listen to more stuff it. like yeah. this. No, I mean, it. Like, that's what we were also well, saying. Like, I people think. haven't really ripped it off that I'm aware of. Like, I mean, too much. He can't. It's kind of hard. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Like, no, he's just it's just the same thing. Like his role in New Pornographers. Like, if you ever like. He's, like, not even in that band anymore. He's not anymore, yeah. but, like, for the past couple records that he has been involved, like, the best ones are his ones. songs. So he, yeah, he's, yeah. he's for fucking sure. amazing. Who's the other guy in that? The other lead guy? Oh, Who cares, dude? Something, <laughs> something Newman. It's like and, Jimmy it? Newman. No, but he's AC, in another AC band. AC Newman. Yeah, Newman. But he's in another band? I don't care about okay. it. And then Never I mean, mind. Is it Nico Case? Is that how you pronounce her name? Oh, yeah, she yeah, is in that. in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, she's all right. Know. It's supposed to be a super group, but I don't know who the other two are. Okay, moving on. <laughs> who's, who's next? Anyway, great album. Grady. Oh, Grady, who already went over his picks. Uh, Yes. Okay, so let's go over... Whoa. 
Yeah, cats. Christmas cats. Cats so, are running. Let's go over my second pick on the playlist, which was Swing Low Magellan by Dirty Projectors. So if you've been listening to this podcast, Swing you probably low. know that they're my favorite band. So I had to pick their album. Even after one of their, their last albums. two subpar records? Uh, I wouldn't band. call them subpar, but I would call them significantly less good than their best albums. All right, Mr. Semantic. <laughs> to me, okay, to me... Significantly less good. <laughs> significantly less good. They me, are still above the par. Yeah. Their their album before this, Bitte Orca, is my, my definition of a perfect album. Like, probably my favorite album of all time. So, to me, that already just qualifies them as my favorite band because of that. Um... So it doesn't really matter. If they become really bad one day, I'm going to be extremely sad. But, yeah. I just wish they toured more. Yeah. uh, One thing that I... So this album is great. I saw them on this tour as well. I saw them at the Troubadour. They did like a really small club show. Um, Last album with Amber Amber, on it. Last album with Amber Kaufman and... um, Who's the other singer? Angel? No, she, she left was already gone. Before she did, this, she did Vite Orca. And she did Vite Orca, and then she left. And then I think she was on Angel the one with Orca. Bjork. I forget her name. The other, the other woman that's on this album. Her name is but like Casey. The album is great. Um, it's a long album, and I don't think it really suffers from the things like if you normally when, you, if you get into like the 15, 16 track territory, like bottom line is there's normally going to be some filler. Wait, this isn't fifteen tracks. How long is it? I think it's, it's like, like fourteen. 10, it's like. 12 tracks. It's like 10, 12, 13, it's, 14. I thought it's it was 12 longer. tracks. It's 12? Never mind. And it's and not even that long. It's 42 that's minutes That's good long. album length then. But there's no filler on it. It's good. No. The guitar is playing. The, uh, the the guitar playing is awesome. Every song the guitar has a very is different playing. Is playing. The, the guitar vocals, is definitely playing. The vocals are incredible. Um, yeah, to me... <laughs> I would also put this up there, like I said about Destroyer there. I think this was their last or using your grading system so the last, last S tier record so far dude I keep hearing that as S tier S tier I, I, I agree with you but that's only so far obviously they've gone through a lot of changes he was in a serious relationship with Amber Kaufman they split up in a pretty messy way he was like extremely depressed and then he released like their breakup album or whatever it's so like just him that he did yeah tour so for. he's been like by himself for all these years now he has like a full band again with like different singers and stuff and they're they're gonna release an album in 2020 with all of them singing on it and it's gonna Weren't be they on the last one full, no they were not on no, Lamp Lit Pros? Like, it's just like no. him, basically. He had uh, quite he a few... He toured for that one, though. Well, That's what they, they, they have, went on they tour with were on him, tour. Yeah. but they weren't on the recording process. Oh. So now he's got a full band back, so I'm very optimistic uh, about what their future has, but I agree that this was their last album that I think is in that like S-tier category. Dude, what's the last... Tra- or I don't know. Is Impregnable Question the last one? No, it's Irresponsible Tune impregnable is at the end though that song is beautiful that's a pretty very pretty i love what i love about this album is that they're able to go from songs that are like really weird like production and very like complicated strange vocal melodies and uh like weird guitar parts maybe that was it yeah like very dense like odd stuff happening and then they can just go to impregnable question and it's like this very simple beautiful like love song on piano and like that's it and there's like a maybe like one little drum kick going in the background and that's all it needs and like both of them are great to listen to and they do them both really well i love the album cover for this one too 
feel yep. like it's like they're out in the woods the talking album. to an old guy or whatever, and He's I feel just, like, like doesn't get it. I feel like they play music out there, and he came up and like, what's all that noise? And but then they're trying to explain. Like, yeah, their like band Dave is to like him. air guitaring. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, no, I'm in a band or whatever. We're called the Dirty Projectors, and he's like. You don't say. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can see know that. Is this on. a rock and roll band? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So, to me, this album, like coming off Bitorca, because obviously I said that was my favorite album of all time, it wasn't a step up or necessarily like a step down. Is more of just like a shift to the side step. Side step. They followed it up in a side way that was still great, side. but didn't surpass their previous album in my opinion but anyway still one Side of my favorites step on the, the s tier yeah. dude I, oh man about to die is so catchy dude, oh that man. one is really like every song is like yeah. so dude i remember good for yeah. a different reason yeah. oh, no dude that was a, the single right i listened to so unto good. caesar today that one's just like so joyous sounding like there's the part where amber's like they're like practicing the the vocal harmonies for the breakdown and amber's like they sing one line and then amber coffin goes what do you what do you just say? That doesn't even make sense. And I'm just like, yeah, that's great. That's very well, anybody going to linear lyrics should look elsewhere for instead of oh, yeah. projectors yeah. if you want to understand straightforward and, and, what the and fuck destroyer. is going on. And yeah. Destroyer yeah, yeah, that's true. No, yeah. But I like that style, so Yeah. Okay, next. Next. What is next? My third pick? That's what we're doing next? Yeah. Uh okay. Your so, controversial yeah. pick. This is my controversial pick. For Jake only, probably. But um, I picked Blonde by Frank Ocean. By so, Frank Sinatra. Mm. <laughs> nice. doobie, doobie, He's better doobie, than Frank Sinatra. Doobie. Frank Sinatra prefers blondes. <laughs> so <laughs> I was honestly Jeez, tempted. Nobody liked that joke. Nope. <laughs> At first, I was tempted to pick oh, all, three, movie all three of my albums from 2012. I was going to pick the Frank Ocean album from 2012, or, uh, Swing Woman Magellan, which was from 2012. Swing and then was 2012. And then the Beach House album from 2012. And I was like, wait, I can't do that. This is a decade thing, not a every good album came out in 2012. Yeah, wow. <laughs> of the decade. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, though, 2012 was just the best year of Dude, this decade. Dude, 2011 and 12. Those were both really good. Like that had fire, fire years. Those were just like... Twas lit. 10 through dog. 12. Yes. Incredible. Great time for indie 12. music, uh, but yeah. Kind of a lull, honestly. But so I, I chose I chose Blonde because you honestly, from fourteen or fifteen, what or thirteen? Kendrick was fifteen, and twelve. Yeah, huh? good, good kid, kid was two thousand twelve. No, no, I'm saying there is like Did a lull. I, I think there's like a lull for me 13. for like thirteen, fourteen, 13, and maybe 14, like fifteen. Shitty. Fifteen had yeah. like Sufjan, which was good. Oh yeah, but four, two, 13, 14 was pretty bad. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I chose Blonde by Frank Ocean, which honestly, sometimes I prefer listening to Blonde over Channel Orange. Channel sometimes Orange is you like... prefer Blonde? Yeah, sometimes. You never Blonde know. on Blonde, dude. <laughs> um, oh, man. But this album's really great. Uh, for me, For me, Frank Ocean well, You know, has gentlemen done... prefer Blonde. Jesus Christ, Can Tyler. Can I fucking talk about the music, please? Without you interrupting? Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. For me, Frank Ocean has done, like, with modern R&B, what Kendrick has done for modern hip-hop. To me, like, that is a comparison that I make. That they have changed my viewpoint on those in a similar way to a really excellent degree. Jake, opinions. Well, rebuttal. before, Before this, I listened to Channel Orange one time when it came out and didn't like it. 
I and hate then today it. I listened or starting yesterday I put it on and like I don't know we were kind of going into it Grady and I were talking earlier because we try not to get too into the discussion when we're texting or whatever but he brought up a because who did who who gave Blonde album of Pitchfork the decade Pitchfork gave it album whatever, of the decade of the decade wow um number one so you know and this Which is just someone like about. I've only listened to it a couple times or whatever it really doesn't do anything for me and that's nothing like you know i can get into this genre uh the one thing that i would say pointed out the production and the music is really really cool and if it was just an instrumental album to like play like while you were like playing video games or like chilling in a living room it'd be good really he ruins it for me i don't think he's that good of a singer wow sometimes he has his moments but he definitely goes overboard with like modulating and affecting his voice um he does and, do more vocal modulation on this album compared to Channel Orange. And I just don't sure. think, like, I don't know. I just think he's really overrated. Like, I was trying to look up today or whatever, like, what people don't like about him or whatever. And one thing that I caught on, like, especially I spent some time <laughs> in the Frank Ocean subreddit. Um, <laughs> the only thing that I can say about, like, the negativity that if you have anything bad to say about Frank Ocean, like, I can compare it to, like, Taylor Swift fans. Like, if you say anything bad about them, like they have, like, hacker fans that will find your fucking address oh and kill you for saying anything bad about Frank Ocean. To me, I just think it's really overrated. Like, it's nothing, like, super special or mind-blowing. Like, lyrically, I don't think that he's, like, talking about a whole lot or whatever that's, like, interesting or... um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you're I don't the really... right demographic for Frank Ocean, Jake. Well, what's, what are you getting, like, what's his appeal is that he's, like, he's kind of, like, sad? Because I read Blonde was supposed to be called Boys Don't Cry, which would be, like, oh, like, The Cure, like, Jake or whatever, but he didn't call it, that he's supposed to be, like, emotional and, like, more in touch with that kind of shit or whatever, because it's, like, I didn't really get a A whole lot lot of that. Like, Drake does that on Marvin's Room, and I still think Drake sucks, because people, oh, like, have you ever listened to Marvin's Room? Like so emotional i'm like yeah dude we all have feelings a lot of it uh, as a lot of his lyrics about are about being sad being depressed uh being black and being queer those are like no yeah okay so okay so you brought it up first and that's what i didn't want to say this in a negative way or whatever i think that's what makes him a hot commodity is that he's a person of color and that he's and that he's queer and um that that makes him kind of like lyrics really resonate with a lot of people in those communities Okay, so then I then I guess I see that. Like, I definitely saw someone who I followed on Instagram, just like a brief acquaintance or whatever, like who posted, it was funny that it came up being like, y'all ain't ready to hear this, but Frank Ocean is trash. And then he screenshotted somebody, like responding to him. He's like, ooh, the kids that hang outside of Urban Outfitters are going to come get you for saying that. <laughs> um, and that's what I had said outside of it. Um, to me, it's like the people who put Lana Del Rey on a pedestal for like, sad moody like introspective music or whatever it's like the first thing that they've latched onto and haven't really delved and been like there's more there's artists with more substance and who do it better if you go look in my in my opinion um but i definitely did think about that just in the same way i said that about lana del rey too like i don't like it's not no i know you don't but i said the same thing when i was talking about it instead of just trying to you know be a dick and talk shit i'm like i don't think this music is made for me um that didn't really cross my mind with Frank Ocean, because um, I know he's a huge deal. Because what was that thing? Uh, what's the Odd Future Carnival called? Camp Flogna. 
It was rumored that, that he. It's a music festival that Tyler the Creator throws or whatever. Okay. But it was rumored mm-hmm. that Frank Ocean was going to be like the secret headliner, and it was Drake instead. And the crowd booed Drake off the stage because they had hyped themselves up so much that they were going to see Frank Ocean. Um, I think he played an FYF one year that I went. I definitely didn't stay. I've never really listened to him. Um, but yeah, I think the production is really cool. Um, but other than that, it didn't really do anything for me. That's sad. When people say they don't like Frank Ocean, I just get sad. I don't really, I'm not going to tell them they're dumb or they're wrong or whatever. No, no, no. I'm not saying that either. Whatever, you know, like I feel the same way about Coheed, like y'all not on my level. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's, it's almost hard to explain why, but I just think that he is one of like the voices of this generation in terms of the stuff that he talks about and his style. I just think it's, it's really like iconic at this point, and that I think that he is going to influence a lot of other artists in future generations, like uh, like the Old Town Road guy. I don't know, it was Lil Lil Nas. Lil Nas? I oh, mean, I thought you were talking like about Huel Hauser. <laughs> why is he why. Old Town Road? No, <laughs> he's California. I heard gold. California's gold. I'm really I mean, not paying attention, dude. All right, My Tyler, bad. do you have anything to say about this album? Uh. Yeah, I really like this album. Um, I like Frank Ocean a lot in general. I think I like Channel Orange much better than this album and uh, as a whole, though. But I I think this album is solid. I mean, Tyler, this is a live stream, so Grady can't hurt you. No, your um, live stream's over. Oh, it ended. They're gonna get Tyler now that they're off. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, I I I like it. Um, it's a good album. I think it's memorable to me. Like, there's a lot of catchy songs on it. Um, I just think as a whole, Channel Orange is more solid. The one thing I don't like about this album is the weird interlude tracks, like Facebook yeah, Story. I hate Facebook Story. I skip that. Um, that one was is that the one with the French guy talking or yeah. whatever with the yeah. accent? There's like two songs kind of like that, and those are dumb. But I just like honestly ignore those. And the phone, like the phone call long. one too, with like his mom being yeah. like, "Don't smoke weed." And the next one, he's like, "What up? I smoke weed." Like, <laughs> that yeah, that yeah, one's like, not as that one doesn't bother me as much. That one's fine. But the Facebook Story one, I'm just like, dude, what? Who cares? Like, I get kind of what the point was, but... Because here's still, the thing, like, I, am I don't want to listen to I am to a sucker... Yeah, the skits, the skits are not I am great. a sucker for hip-hop albums that include skits in interlude, like, days of old or whatever. Like, yeah. You know, like, the phone yeah. calls that connect all of Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. Or, like, Kendrick reading the poem yeah. or whatever on yeah, To Pimp a Butterfly fine. and stuff. But sometimes, like, those ones... It, because there's there's an interlude, but it's like, what were they connecting? Like the album right, also felt right. kind of like disconnected that's, in that way. You know, like, I could agree with that a little bit. Um, um, but yeah, I think that's why I think Channel oh, Orange is a little better. And by the way, I'm pretty sure the song "Close to You" on that album is inspired by a Carpenter song, also called "Close to You." Not "Close to Me" by the Cure. Yeah, I was gonna say no, not the Cure song. It has a very similar melody to "They Long to They Long to Be Close to You" by the Carpenters. Grady's just not going to leave the Carpenters so, in 2019. We're just going to just Frank uh, Ocean likes the Carpenters. And that's confirmed. enough for me to not, you know. <laughs> Jake, Jake All right, doesn't anyway. care. Jake yeah, let's care. move on to... Sing us? Oh, is uh, it me now? Jake's picks. Okay, so... Um, do my second... Pick. Well, no. Okay, so what actually was my number one pick of the past ten years musically was Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Oh, nice. Um, I would put that definitely top five. It's my number five. one. I don't know how, if um, I'd put it at on one. My list. But... Wait, do you, but do you like uh, the first album, or do you like um, Good Kid, Mad City better? They're different. 
Okay. They're different. Because I know, me, like, Good Kid, that, Bad City was, like... It's not this decade, right? No, it is. It's 2012. Yeah. All of Kendrick's oh, albums are. from okay. this record, I think, ended up in the top. Good Kid and To Pimp a Butterfly were in my top 10. Damn was definitely in my top 50. Damn's my least favorite. Um, but especially after like how good Good Kid was. Of the was. three? Yeah, of the three. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, it's still really good, though. No, it's still really, really good. Um, but there was a lot of hype going into To Pimp a Butterfly. Like, how is he going to top Good Kid Mad City, which had like six hit singles on it that were huge. Like, that one had way more radio yeah. banners on it. And then he comes out with this album that's incorporating jazz live musicians it's got another full concept that runs through it that circles back at the end so it's like on a loop or whatever the last song connects to the first one wait what's the Um, second concept i mean what's the first concept the first concept is him growing up like and his rise to fame oh like him like you know backseat freestyle like going to a party to spit his freestyle like the whole thing with his friend dying and like wait you're talking about the first album no, good, He's talking yeah, about good, good kid. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought you meant there's two themes on on to pimp a butterfly. No, run. I'm saying no. There's another oh, okay, con. Okay. There's another concept, got it, got which got is it. him dealing with the fame. Yeah, both concepts about like yes, they're both concepts. Yes, yes, yes. very cinematic. Got um, it. Got it. And a big thing for me is the live instrumentation on it, which mm. you don't see a lot in hip hop. Yeah, and he did like yeah, super he rad. did like eight shows where he played with a live band. One of them was at the observatory and I got tickets to go. They oversold the shit out of it. So I couldn't really see him, but I could hear him up there with the band. There was also the show where I met Annie Clark in line for will call to pick up our ticket. Oh, she tight. was there. Um, I was standing That's behind cool. her and she was with Cara Delevingne who I didn't know. And I like pulled out my phone and I was like, who is Annie Clark dating? And that car obviously <laughs> is very noticeable. And I just like tapped her on the shoulder. I'm just like, I don't mean to bug you, but are you are you St. Vincent? And she's just like, yeah, I was there with Jackson and my brother Luke, and we talked to them. Uh, so she's funny. like, yeah, the L.A. show sold out. My manager couldn't get me tickets, so we had to come down here. Do you know if they tow if you park at the Home Depot? And I was like, yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. Dude, it was rad. Um, I've seen Kendrick. I saw him for the Good Kid. I saw him for Section 80. I saw him for the Good Kid tour, and then I saw him for that. And then, damn, by that time, he was playing the Forum, and yeah, everywhere else I had seen him yeah. at very small places that I was like, I don't want to do that. Yep. But he's a Blowing guy. Up. Dude, I remember he, like, trolled everyone, too, because before this album came out, and he, like, uh, released it and he annou- even announced it, I think he released I. Yeah. But it was, like, a different this, version. Oh, yeah. Weird version. Yeah, that, like, yeah. wasn't bad did he troll people well it was like completely different and it was like really poppy yeah. and like kind of weird and like not that good like compared to what he was doing on good kid yeah was i was like what the hell is this and i don't then, like that version. and, and then everyone was like it. well i guess i like it because yeah. I'll, I'll i'll make sure i like it but i was like if there's a whole album of this i might not like this album and then yeah. he released this and i was like oh what the dude fuck? it's so good yeah. i remember like student teaching when this came out or whatever and me and the teacher that i was working for or whatever we wanted to listen to it because he was really into hip-hop um, we had to lock the door because we knew that like explicit content we didn't want students coming in at lunch and we were sitting there and it was like this is fucking hard um, um, but it was just like one of those things going being like good kid was so good how's he gonna top it and, like not only like in my opinion he tops it but completely different route like not trying yeah. to recreate oh, yeah. it like he reinvented yeah. himself and it's like how is this guy gonna keep doing with it? such um, a plum yeah it's it's so good there's really not a, a song on there that I don't that I don't care for and it's just like it's uh, emotionally raw he's fantastic. a great rapper the whole last track like using that old Tupac interview to make it seem like he's interviewing him and stuff like it's it's yeah. great yeah, Curren- it's cool. currently I just I don't think there's any rapper that 
can stand going to that toe level. To toe. Yeah, it's on his no, level. Not at yeah. all. Modern rapper. He's just like he's in Genius a different level. level, dude. It's insane. Yeah. But yeah, Super so that's good. my that's my number one pick of the decade. And then the other one that I would pick is another man who constantly reinvented himself and a man that we lost this decade. Uh, I know, that is fucking sad. David Bowie's Black Star, his final album. Um, again, this goes with a guy that like built a career off like changing himself or whatever, yeah. even when it seemed like self-sabotage. Like, oh, Ziggy Stardust is the most successful thing I've ever done. I'm going to kill that and do something completely different <laughs> now. Like, oh... Uh, I'm going to go move to Germany and start doing electronic music. Like Bowie is just one of the best, I won't even say music, best artists of yeah. all time. Oh, yeah. And yeah. his influence Definitely. is not just limited to music. Uh, he was totally. just a dude that could roll with anything and make it work. And even if something wasn't as commercially successful, like he did not give a fuck. Yeah. He could do whatever he wanted. And he uh, could come true, back true from icon. it. And he could come he back came back from it so easily. Yeah, because his album before this was his first album in 10 years. Again, for these last two albums, like no promotion because Bowie had a heart attack on stage and just disappeared. Um, he popped out one time to be like, oh, there's this band Arcade Fire you guys should listen to. He played Wake <laughs> Up with them at some fashion show. So um, but yeah, all of a sudden he released Black Star on his birthday, which was like a Friday. And then he died the next Monday. Yeah, he, crazy. He, I didn't know it was and that no one knew he was dying. No, he, he had cancer. This album is basically like him making of, peace with death life. like it's yeah. like how many like he knows that he's not gonna make it i don't know if he refused treatment like you know he was like 70 something going through like aggressive chemo or whatever but he's basically like i have a year to live and i'm going to make this album he found like underground jazz musicians that all had to sign like non-disclosure agreements he could only like record and practice for like two or three hours a day yeah, because he was, was so sick or whatever yeah, and he would show it, up and he just put it out and I remember like posting about it being like, I think this is his best or most innovative album since Let's, Let's Dance. And yeah. someone like shared it and was like, oh, he just died. Um, and I'm not one that gets like shaken up over like celebrity deaths or anything, whatever, but I was devastated. Yeah, this one hit me. When too. David Bowie died, I remember yeah, calling it's... Noah and telling him I woke him up and I, I cried. I did. Bowie has been a big part of my childhood. Like my mom was always playing David Bowie. Um, I had yeah, Bowie that's... posters all over my room. Um, and you know, luckily I think this album is great and it's not just like, Oh, it's the last thing we have from him. So it's special. It's really good. It's and it's really good. interesting that a dude who's like 71 years old, who's like staring death in the face being like, all right, let's make this weird experimental art like rock jazz, al art yeah. jazz yeah. album. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think this album was great before it was even like before he died when it like first week came out and people were reviewing it and talking about it i think it was great then before the context and then when he died and it was all the information was came out about him being sick and stuff it yeah was, the context was insane and then it made it even more of an intense listen uh like actually pouring over the themes that he talks about and be like oh shit this is like this was all happening to him while he was writing this. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. But yeah, there's a lot of... Every song on this, you know, is good. Is There some really weird parts. Um, 
and some really beautiful parts. It, it, yeah, it's. I, I can't it's listen like every time I listen to Lazarus or watch the music video with him Dude, in the hospital bed. Like brutal. I get chills and like in like borderline being like, "Well, I'm driving. Like here I go again, crying because I'm <laughs> yeah. picturing him, him shaking in that hospital bed." Dollar Days, one of the most beautiful songs I think he's written. And I think I can't give everything away at the end, <laughs> just talking about you know living a life full of love and relationships, and at the end being like, "I, you know, this." I have a limit. And his um, album before this, um, what was that called? The Next Day. The Next Day. Yeah. That album, it was, I thought it was all right, but there was one song out on that, which was Where Are We Now? Yeah. That song is incredible, devastatingly beautiful. Dude. It's so good. Yeah. I know. The whole, it's... I think it's interesting because his later career was still very much in character for him in like a, in like the way of just being generally really good kind of weird and out there but just still really really but solid he, he and took like memorable age. he took his age and he wasn't like i'm not gonna yeah. try to pretend i'm like a fucking 25 year old totally. anymore and do stupid shit like a lot of older artists are just like i'm yeah. just gonna try to like repeat what i did then to yeah, keep or play those, the same yeah, songs to again keep those or... that fan base that i had or whatever yeah. and it's like and not evolve and change and i think he really did you know take yeah. that and evolved and made really good music because of it totally and i think his later albums are still going to be like super remembered that's the thing like mm-hmm. people don't just know david bowie for let's dance like they they know this album they know the next day like they know his later work which is great and yeah really and, cool. and the fact that there could be a fan base or whatever who like leave when let's dance happen because that was like commercial for him or uh-huh, like, yeah. oh. but like he did everything that he wanted to do and did it well like i said just a phenomenal artist all around totally um with he always had a finger on the pulse of what was going on and yeah uh, like i said it was you know it feels weird to live in a world where david bowie's like not there it was also kind of eerie that this album made it as the last album on the playlist. Yeah, I was just yeah. thinking that. Yeah, kind no, of. It's, a, yeah, good way to good way to close it out. Yeah, poignant, poignant ending. Really Mr. good David album. Bowie. Um, so yeah. okay, so how do we feel about this decade for music in general? The 2010 to 2020. Fantastic. I think as we were saying, started off real strong. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's some trends that have been happening in the latter half of it that, again, maybe it's not for me and I feel out of touch, but, you know. (laughs) Well, I mean. Do you think this will be memorable in terms of decades for music and music history? Dude, what's crazy for me, though, is that this decade, I think, is the first decade that I really, like, got into music. Like, pre-2010, like, I guess 2009, I was still, like, you know, I was getting into some more interesting stuff, but before that, it was like I was a fucking young kid who only listened to like the Beatles or something. Well, and shit, seeing, I would say the like, that's like, the that's band age. I knew. Oh, yeah, I would say I that's know, definitely that's an age thing because yeah. even up until that, till the end of high, I mean, well, like, it is my junior thing. year in high school. Like, I only listened to fucking metal and had my hair long or whatever. Then I just started yeah. asking people that I went to school with, you know, what yeah. they were listening. But like, well, how no, could I, I mean, not like that? I felt involved. That I felt involved in. Well, we're all fairly young, right? But I feel like I have three eras. Like, I definitely listened to music in the '90s. Like, music, being a musician, it's been a part of my life since. I was like pretty young I mean I got my first guitar when I think I was like 10 so like I obviously cared about music before then and like during that time so I have like some late 90s influence stuff and then like 2000 to 2010 is obviously a very like pivotal kind of influential time and then this era but I think what this era has is like I just think the art 
of music was really interesting in this era because of a lot of things that were happening in the world and a lot of things that were changing pretty drastically. I mean, if you think about where the internet was in 2010 to where it is now, you have a massive cultural shift in like how people experience music and how people stream. I mean, the whole streaming thing Who can thing put happened. out music, music that you can listen yeah. to. Like you didn't Home need studios. to have a label to get, right. to like get ra- it spread. Radio the amount, head, the amount head of bands, that. The amount of bands yeah. you can just listen to now is right. increased exponentially and so from I think, 10 years ago. I think it's helped and hurt the industry in some ways. Like I think it definitely has... I don't know if this is good or bad, but like it's, I think it's had both effects on like becoming a new artist. It's like actually more difficult now in one way and less difficult in another, but like it's a little bit more difficult to become like a, like a sensation. I feel like, like there's so much competition out there and there's so much talent that like, it's a little bit different now. Like you can't just get picked up by a label and you're guaranteed to become like a, a pop star no, or if like you're a rock get picked star. Up by a label, you already have to be like you have right. To you have, have to kind of like come already. up on your own. Like, like yeah, you're a YouTube star, or you're on American Idol, or some at least bullshit. one of like, the bigger labels. Yeah, yeah, one of the. But it's I don't feel like which is interesting. But that so that's what I mean. There's like a double edged sword there because like it also opens up like what I think this era opened up like massively opened up like Pandora's fucking box is like really small subgenres or like really unique scenes that were like forever underground that have now been exposed and maybe to their benefit or to their deficit like who knows but like um i think that was like a huge trend in this era is that these subgenres these underground scenes became more accessible for people which changed them in some people would say good or some people would say bad ways yeah. I can see that and even not limited to this decade or whatever. I've always said like if I, you know, if I had to individually buy every record I've ever listened to or whatever, I'd either be broke or I wouldn't have heard half the music that I did. Like, yep. you know, streaming has definitely hurt the industry or whatever, but like especially for older music, we've talked about like on iTunes like recommended things like, "Oh, you like this or whatever," just seeing like an album cover at the bottom and being able to look at that. But right. what I was going to say, like, is there, like, I don't know, like, the 80s is known for, like, new wave and, like, synth stuff. Like, do you think there's a defining genre? Like, we tend to focus on things that are more, like, indie rock oriented. We've had our moments where we breach out. But, like, to me, I think there's there was a lot going on to just say, like, I think, this was, I, I think hip-hop, this was the genre. I think hip-hop had a huge part of this era. Yeah. I, I think, think it changed a lot. Like, this was a, a very... Um, but hip hop's always been. I can't believe Gucci present. Gang didn't make it to the. No, end but of I the think hip hop changed. Here. I think this era, though. Think about this. Like, I, I don't know. I think right at the beginning part of this decade, and maybe a little bit in the two thousands to two thousand tens, hip hop became pop culture. Well, like way mm, more so. I guess to me. I mean, dude, think about the amount of kids. Like, I'm talking 12, 13, 14 year old kids that are hip hop is their favorite genre today. It's huge. Compared to like, and I mean, kids of all types of cultural backgrounds, all types of ethnicities, all types of like uh, location, like in the U.S., outside the U.S. I just think hip hop became much more of a cultural popular phenomenon. I guess. I mean, I I don't know. I haven't talked to a lot of kids lately. Well, <laughs> so no, no. I mean, like, an I mean, I saw it. I can. I saw it teaching. Yeah. a lot of that or whatever and a lot of it is like limited to like not going back being like no i've never listened to tupac or yeah Biggie totally or like, or it's like, like current the, the hip-hop. soundcloud scene like the indie yeah i can hip-hop see scene. to yeah. me what's defined this decade is 
the merger of independent music and popular music. The line mm. between those two is virtually gone at this point. Yeah. yeah. There are pop artists that work with indie artists and yeah. indie artists that work with pop artists. It's like it's not, you know, uncommon to see a fucking random indie artist on like a a huge pop artist album like as yeah. a feature and most people are like who the hell's this? And then they'll become famous just from that feature. Well, it even, like, well shit like even that. outside of a feature or whatever, I would say like, you know, or like even though I'm not that big, I'm not that big on Beach House or whatever. Like it was an indie nod, like when Kendrick sampled yeah. Beach House being like, mm-hmm. oh shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, all yeah. right. Like, yeah, totally. So yeah, to me, like, I think that defined this, this generation or this, this decade rather, um, was just those blending in the, the sort of erasure of like that, that line between the two mm-hmm. partially because of how music is distributed and how all this streaming stuff works and how become becoming popular as a band works you know a tiny indie band can fucking make a youtube channel put out <laughs> yeah. one video and get 10 hit million Viral. hits and yeah. suddenly they're like basically a pop star right so, or arguably even more famous than yeah. like certain YouTubers get a huge following, have way of bigger followings than pop stars. Whatever. Yeah, way bigger a following music than music video stars. they made by themselves. Dude, certain influencers have a bigger following than most TV celebrities or movie a celebrities. Perfect example of that is Claro. Oh yeah, yeah, she's I was a gonna... great example of Dude, that. And like... even Billie Eilish. Yeah, Billie Eilish. Billie for Eilish. Sure. So like, Claro... did you hear she's doing a collab with that big uh, Dude, Korean, I mean, even Drake. Korean boy band? Even Drake, that, right? Like, K-pop band that's like twenty guys or whatever. We don't talk about Drake. Well, no, but don't you think Drake's an example of that as well? Well, yeah. he was from Degrassi. He was kind of famous already, but yeah. I wouldn't really put him in that. I really wish, and I I'd thought s- he I'd got said discovered th- by somebody finding him on YouTube. Like, no, he was on he was on or, Degrassi, and I've said this oh, since I, know I found that, out like, that he was a rapper because I knew him as Jimmy. No, I understand he's on like, Degrassi, but I thought the reason he got famous as a singer or artist, musical artist, is because someone rediscovered him on YouTube. Like, oh, this guy from Degrassi that nobody knows of is like a singer. I think it would have been way cooler if he stayed in character as his Degrassi <laughs> character and rapped in a wheelchair. That would have about been funny. Canadian high school. That's what I've always said about him. Oh I'm not God. that big of a Drake fan. Um, All right, so how, what else? I mean, talk about to wrap this up. Rap. Well, it, we uh, got to talk about the record. Oh, the record? The record. All right, so for the record as it stands for the end of season one season two will pick up in january uh hopefully we'll be on spotify once we get rid of the clips change the format a little bit uh it's kind of a bummer because then it's just us talking which you know from the the huge numbers that we put up feel on free this to live like stream. put the playlist on or the songs on in the background like at a lower volume yeah while you're listening to us make sure you listen to us though i guess lil yeah. wayne discovered drake weird or well okay. god bless him anyway I don't According care about to Drake a very at all. Website, so. <laughs> hey, I was just trying to—I was just trying to fact check myself. Drake sucks. There. Anyway, he sure does. <laughs> hey, well, what is this era going to be remembered for by the masses? Who knows? But... Fortnite and Drake. <laughs> and yeah. like, honestly, Yikes. those go hand in hand because yeah, the reason do. why Fortnite is like so popular is partially because of Drake. Uh, so that's... interesting. And you know who lo- you know who loves Fortnite and Drake? Children. Right. So fuck children. <laughs> oh, wow. No, don't. All right. Grady, don't say those two words in the <laughs> sorry, same sorry. sentence. Children, please um, stop. Check yourself. Playing uh, Fortnite and and listening to Drake so much. Yeah. And listen to good things. Anyway. Yep, that's what I try I'm to tell them. They're like, you're I, old. I'm gonna be called a boomer now. Grady's a boomer yeah, too. Yeah, a boomer. <laughs> we got a boomer. God damn it. All right. So yeah, end of season one. It's been really cool. 
Um, started off, I just wanted to do this privately with these guys and go get dinner. And then Grady suggested we do a podcast. And then we made Tyler schlep all his equipment out and set it up every time. Uh, once Doing again. Doing all the editing. You're a good man. It's been it's, super fun. It's I a lot easier things. than editing the music we record because that takes a lot longer. It does take a long time to the point that we don't <laughs> make music anymore. Yeah, what happened uh, to that one track we've been working on? Oh, I got to do vocals. Yep. We could do that. Um, hey, yep. 2020. I just want to say that, yes, I will uh, take all the um, the credit for coming up with the podcast idea. So. Oh, Great okay, good. I mean, I, you just me. you took my idea and said, like, we should make that a podcast. I'm glad you'll take all the credit, And if people though. hate us, then it was all Jake's idea. <laughs> That's right. fine. Perfect. But, uh, yeah, so we'll be back. The record as it stands, we believe, before this voting round is I've won three times. Tyler's won three times. There were two bullshit ties, which I probably would have won. Uh, and Grady is at seven. As far uh, as we know. As far as we know. But good for counter. us. The yeah. record resets at yeah, season two. Oh, are we going to yep. do that? So I guess. Well, kind we, of. I, get I think one... there'll be like two standing records. There'll be like. Yeah. A, I get a overall series record and yeah. then a seasonal record. It's per like season. Um, tennis. Right, so which I don't know how the scoring works. Yeah, nobody, nobody's gonna understand this. There are games of tennis and then there are matches. So like, I won the first match, right? Yeah. But if we we the season two is a new match, so you won the battle, but you haven't won the war. Forty love. See? Yeah, yeah, no, we don't know. I got it wrong. Yeah, I got it wrong. I want I want a game. But we're we real. The match, the we're match. real sporty. Anyway, got it, got I'm it, fucking. It. I don't know what I'm talking. Anyway, about. so but we'll be back. No clips. Hopefully on Spotify, so it's easier to listen to. Um, Wait, real quick before yeah. we end. Uh, anything in 2020 that we're looking forward to? Off the top Musically? of our heads. Yeah. Musically, yeah. Uh, obviously. <laughs> Tell I mean, me about of, what your, plan, of your life plans are for <laughs> 2020. Okay. Anyway. Um, I'm sure that's really riveting. You want to get like, a cat? I'm going to put a light on my truck. There are a couple around here. You could, you could, I don't no, want I'm these kidding. cats. They're dicks. <laughs> knocking my keys off the counter. Dicks. These are pretty good cats for I've cats. seen them yeah. hit as your far dog. As cats go, Oliver's kind of a dick. As far as cats go, these cats aren't that bad, but no. maybe I'm Penetration biased. Studios is their home. All right. Anyway, so what am I looking forward to? According to the the album cycle... Coheed should put out a new album, so that'll be pretty swell. Uh, I did want to go on the Coheed and Cambria cruise, but it sold out in two days. Um, really wanted to be trapped on a boat for a week with Claudio Sanchez. That would have been great. Oh, uh, you, you didn't get tickets? Sold no, out. I'm, I'm broke, and it sold out in two days. That I didn't sounds even like go a... To, dude, it sounds fucking... That sounds, sounds like a fire fest type that sounds like scenario fate, would Jake. happen. No, yeah, it sounds like fate. No, it sounds like I'm broke, and the fate is I need a new fucking job. So if anyone's hiring, uh, my skills and my language that I use on the show are not indicative of my work habits. <laughs> um, so I'm very employable. Um... I'm stoked for the new Destroyer album. I think I get to cover that show. Writing more for Merry-Go-Round magazine would be cool. Doing more music stuff. Um, I don't know. But yeah. Kendrick's, My, Kendrick just said he might be putting out a new album. Due. Yeah, he's, he's about yeah. there. I think he is prone to just releasing albums like kind of by surprise. It's in, the way to go. In general, I'll it say that I'm go. excited to see the artists that I discovered at the tail end of this decade like put more music out. Like Big Thief is a great example. I discovered them like... I think literally like a few months after this year started, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah, early this year, like March, April, maybe. And like, damn, I'm excited to see where bands like that go. Um, I think also in 2020, I've been really having the urge to like start an actual band again and like play music live. So that might be coming down the tubes. I don't know. That'd be fun. 
Just saying. Got two other guys here that play music. You can't hint. afford me. I'm already in a band. Anyway, dude. yeah. I think Jake's cool. already in a band. I know Grady doesn't Definitely really like playing bands. live. No. Jake's in like three bands. But I'll I, do it. I'm gonna For try, you, man, I, I, I'll do it. I'm going to try to get something together where I play some shows in 2020. So that's a personal Let's, thing. But, yeah. All right. Yeah, Grady, what are, you, what are you doing? Uh, Yeah, Destroyer. Sounding good. I'm excited for that. Um, new Caribou album. Ooh, Been digging the, the singles on that a lot. Uh, Dirty Projectors are, are probably going to release something. Dropped sometime. a live album today or yesterday. Yeah, today. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, Kendrick would be cool. And Frank Ocean's due for an album. So I'm, yeah, I'm hoping yeah. for all of those. Lots of lots of bands that have, they're at that three or four year mark, you know. I'm actually excited to see what Anderson Pack does. His last album was it was all right. I don't know. I think he's I think he's got some good music. Left. Yeah, I mean he's great. But all right, we vote. We'll see. We'll see. And we vote in one out of the out of the nine records. No, no. I think don't. I think we should vote. I don't think we should vote on. They're all great albums. Like you want to do vote, that? Just keep it. Yeah, we'll just. Okay. Uh, all I'm right. Fine with that. I mean, yeah, I we thought can do that. if we were gonna vote, I would say we vote on the three. Like we vote for the person that we think picked the best three, I guess. Oh, I, God, mean, I did not prepare for that. No, I know it's fine. We don't have to vote. But. Yeah. All right. I guess that's it. So thank you for the people who listened. We're gonna try and make it easier so you can listen and not have to download any extra shit. Actually, uh, if you guys listen, let us know which album or which three albums you thought were the best. Of yeah. Our, hop on that our... live stream right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not going to happen in a live stream, but... Let's do it. Let us know in the comments. comments. Let us know on the Instagrams. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait here in silence until <laughs> someone replies. Let us know oh, if you even listen to our playlists, because if you do, good on you. What up, Derek Simpson? If you don't, I don't know why you are listening to the podcast, because it would probably be confusing. At least from here on out, it's going to be confusing if you don't listen to the playlists. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll do better about that. No Should clips. We- should there be a Facebook page? Do people do that for dude, things? No, Facebook's dying. Sucks. No, dude, I know. You didn't even RSVP to my party. I had to ask if you were coming. I go on yeah. Facebook like once every three months, and it's just to clear my notifications. Well, all right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's bring MySpace back. No, they already tried to <laughs> do that. They already tried that. Zanga. You guys, did anyone have JT. a Zanga? Nope. Nope, me Don't neither. Don't know what that is. <laughs> All right, cool. What's your record? That's a wrap. That's the record. We'll be back in January. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Slurp. Slurpity. We'll be back for season two with plenty of slurping from Jake. Oh, yeah. All right, till next time. Peace. Hit it.